0: Hello and welcome to Read Under the Covers, a podcast aimed at 7 to 10 year olds. Join me as we read some of my favourite books. Hello my lovelies and welcome to the First episode of Read Under the Covers. Come along and either read with me or listen. I'd love to hear about what your favourite books are. We'll be reading from different books uh, throughout this series, and the first one will be one of mine uh, from The Witch of Kensal Rise Windy Days Ahead. Now, any mistakes I make by reading, It's just, I'm not perfect, and that's life and wonderful, Uh, but I do hope that you enjoy this book, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, Tell me what your favorite books are, what you enjoy reading, and as we go along, I will also share some of my other favorite books that I like to read, all right? Let's get started. He took a deep breath before he continued. Scientists have been working day and night, but have no idea where this strange wind has come from. Frowning at the news report, Rose pulled her minty robe tighter around her. Not minty like toothpaste, more the colour of the sea you get on a tropical island. She wore a pink nightcap that failed at its job, keeping her grey blonde hair neat and tidy. Bina Ponata Rose murmured a spell and waved her pointer finger in the air. Bina Ponata. The television switched off, leaving a tiny white light in the middle of the screen that slowly faded to nothing. The television was an old model past its prime, a little like Rose whose grandmother's status made her old amongst humans, middle-aged amongst witches, and a baby in the magical world of fairies, elementals, and other magical creatures. The grandfather clock that stood in the middle of her living room chimed loudly, Witch, it's past nine. Get dressed, out of your nightclothes, you look a mess. "'Shh, you,' growled Rose, raising an eyebrow at the tall brown clock. "'One of these days, I am going to turn you into firewood.' Usually she ignored the clock's slew of mean comments, but the news report about the strange wind had her worried. A knock at the front door cleared her mind of the wind and the mean old clock. "'Who could it be at this time of the morning?' Rose looked down at her robe and wished she could spell a change of clothes, but creating a spell like that would take longer than she had. Instead, she rushed to answer the door, still dressed in her robe and nightcap, hoping it was the delivery of herbs and flowers she had been expecting. She couldn't create her potions and lotions for her customers without them. Coming! She yelled to the front door. Chapter 2 The Wind Picks Up. Rose stood at Princess Frederica's CV primary school gates waiting for her seven-year-old grandson, Percy. She drummed her fingers on the large metal gate and ignored the usual stares and whispers. Being whispered about was something that Rose had become used to. After all, she was a witch living amongst humans. Born Rose, Theodora, Esmeralda, Candace Beecham to two powerful witches, it seemed with a lame like that she was always going to be the subject of gossip and stares. It probably didn't help that Rose, A, was a disappointment to the witching world. She only possessed less than half the power of her parents and B, didn't follow the witch's code of fitting in with the human world. Rose couldn't stand the drab black and gray that most of the humans she knew wore. Instead, she wore a uniform of black and white tights, striped, and a pumpkin-coloured dress. In winter, she was rarely seen without her favourite rainbow-coloured coat, a thick woollen one that swirled behind her every step, showing different colours every time. The lining of the coat had layers and layers of magical spells woven into it, intended to ensure no matter the weather, she would be warm and cosy, not too hot, not too cold, just right. It had taken her weeks to create the numerous spells, something that another witch would have accomplished in half the time. But Rose didn't care. The rainbow colours always made her smile. Leaves swirled like a mini tornado at Rose's feet. She frowned at the peculiar sight. A jumble of questions somersaulted in her head as she watched them dance and skate across the ground. Why was it windy? Should she call Agatha? And most importantly, did this have something to do with the strange storms that she had seen on the morning news? Rose's thoughts were interrupted by a hurtling bundle of boy who squealed in delight. Nana Rose! Percy wrapped his arms tightly around her legs. Rose leaned over and ruffled Percy's corkscrew black curls. His blue school jumper looked almost like a dress on his tiny body. It was caked in mud and dirt. And what Rose decidedly thought looked like mashed potato. What happened to your jumper? Percy looked down at his shoes and shrugged. Dad ordered the wrong size. Well, you and I can order another one when we get home. And maybe we can say this one got lost at my house. What do you think? Yes, Dad would believe that. You've got so much stuff at your house. Percy giggled as he took Rose's hand. His tiny coffee-coloured hand drowned in her large man-like hands. Everything about Rose was larger than most. As a teenager, she'd been teased about her looming height. Even at that age, she'd been taller than many men. She stood at exactly six foot, not to mention finding shoes. Now that was almost impossible for her size ten feet. Rose loved pretty shoes, but most made her look like she had clown feet. Percy, where are your gloves? They're in my pocket, Nana. Well, you should be wearing them. Put them on. It's very cold today. Percy pulled his gloves from his pocket and placed them on his hands, fumbling as the wind caught hold of the second glove. Rose grabbed it before it could blow away and placed it on Percy's outstretched hand. "'It's very windy, Nana. "'Is it Agatha's, Agatha's turn to be the wind today?' "'Rose nodded her head and wondered "'if she should visit her friend, Agatha, the westerly wind. "'She had ne- never seen the wind this wild and forceful. "'Well, except for that one time "'that Agatha had a fight with her sister, Pandora, "'the easterly wind. "'Pandora, who was always a little forgetful "'and often very scatty, "'had thought it was her day on the wind roster.' It had been a disaster. Both the west, Agatha, and east, Pandora, wind, had blown. The east and west wind pushed against each other, creating mini-tornadoes all across London. Agatha, who had a temper and easily exploded, had been annoyed that Pandora had tried to take over her day. While a human's anger could be hard for another person to bear, When the elementals got angry, it whipped up a wind that blew you off your feet. Yes, I think so. Do you think Agatha's angry? The rainbow colored coat Rose was wearing flew open and flapped in the wind. She whispered a spell, Pleo Brunatus. An invisible bubble formed around them both while the wind continued to rage outside. Parents and children pushed their coats tighter and hurried to their cars. I don't know, Percy. I suppose sometimes even the westerly wind gets angry. But she seems especially angry today. Greta, a girl in my class, said that her grandfather lives in Manchester and it's been so windy there that a house flew through the air. I'm sure it won't get that windy here. Rose looked around at the empty streets. Sheets of paper, branches and empty plastic bottles were all being swept in the air. A wheelie bin rushed madly towards a black car. Checking left and right to make sure no one was watching, Rose waved her finger clockwise twice and whispered a spell. The bin skidded to a stop and tipped on its side only inches from the car. Let's just get home, just in case. Chapter three, tea and toast. They sipped at their drinks. Percy drank hot chocolate with chocolate sprinkles and Rose drank Earl Grey tea with half a slice of lemon. Rose's green eyes studied him. Do you wanna talk about what happened at school today? Percy slurped his tea and shook his head. Nah, not today. Rose, Rose raised her eyebrows, are you sure? You can talk to me about anything. I promise not to turn you into a toad. Percy's face lit up as he giggled. Did you really turn someone into a toad? It took Rose a moment to decide how to answer. She wasn't proud of her moment of weakness, but it had been a long time ago when Rose's daughter, Percy's mother, was only three, turning a human into a toad, even with a pink neon tutu and even if only for a minute, was not something that she would ever forget. If the witch's council had ever found out, Rose would have been stripped of the little power she possessed. Who told you about the toad? Dad did. He was sharing stories about how he mummy first met. He said it was the one that she told him just before he was about to meet you. Aha, now that explains why your dad was white as a sheet when I first met him. Percy sat up straighter and spoke with wisdom beyond his seven years. He was probably scared that you would turn him into a toad too. Laughter bubbled out of her mouth. Yes, I do think you might be right. Why did you turn the lady into a toad? Well, the lady said mean things about mummy and I let my anger get the better of me. It's not something I'm proud of. What did she say? She said that your mother would have been pretty if it wasn't for a big wobbly nose. Percy frowned. That's mean. And mummy doesn't have a big nose. She doesn't. But Nana does. Rose turned her head to the side and modelled her very long wobbly nose. Percy giggled. So I turned her into a toad with a tutu and then straight back to human again. Percy's giggles turned into guffaws of laughter. Rose tried to keep a straight face as she spoke sternly. It's not funny. However, she couldn't stop the smile spreading across her face as she joined in with his loud laughter. Once their laughter died down, Rose poured herself another cup of tea. She screwed up her nose as she put the cup to her lips. The tea had gone cold in the pot. Byanor Erabus, she said as she placed her finger on the side of the cup. Taking a sip of the tea, she sighed happily. Byanor Arabus" was one of her favourite spells. She used it often, warming cups of tea that had gone cold because she was too busy making potions for those humans that didn't believe in witches. Rose was always fascinated that humans didn't believe in magic or witches when it was right in front of their eyes. Most of the potions she had made for humans were recipes she inherited from her great-grandmother Penny, using herbs that grew in gardens and by the side of the road. If only humans knew that magic existed everywhere. Nana, Percy said seriously, Rose smiled, her red lips wrapped around a toothy grin. Are you going to ask her what's wrong? Rose knew Percy was talking about Agatha with the westerly wind. She'd been thinking the same thing only a moment before. In all her years, Rose had never seen the wind blow a house across the sky. Something must be very wrong. Percy jumped up, bumping the table and making it wobble. The teacup jumped high in the air, shaking ever so slightly. You've scared the teacup, Percy. Say sorry, Rose said. Sorry, teacup, said Percy, reaching across the table to stroke the rim of the cup. The teacup was one of the many magical items Rose had inherited from her grandfather. It shook and swayed. Many of the other magical items she'd inherited were scattered across the house, their purpose still undiscovered. The teacup, however, was not one of those. It was the few that Rose knew about. Her grandfather had given it emotions. She had no idea why. He thought to give a teacup emotions was a good idea. Most of the time it was a nervous tumbling mess. After a moment, it descended slowly into its saucer, rocking back and forth, trying to find the perfect spot. Rose lightly touched the handle and nudged the teacup back into position. She lifted her head to study Percy. After a moment, she said, not today. I'll take you next time I go and see Harry. How did you know that I was going to ask? I'm a witch, don't you know, Rose said coming around to tickle Percy. He googled and squealed in delight. I do want to see Harry again, Percy said after regaining his breath. Harry was human and aside from Agatha, he was Rose's best friend. He was different than most humans, special. He could see magical beings, including elementals, fairies and elves. When he was five, he had gotten lost. He had wandered far away from his family home in Wales in the middle of the night. As he lay curled up inside a tree, shivering from the cold, he heard a soft, gentle voice whispering to him. It's all right, Harry, the voice said. I'll show you the way home. Harry opened one eye and then the other. He found himself staring at a hazy globe of warm white light the size of a tennis ball. The light blinked as it spoke. Come, Harry. Follow me. I'll take you home. The light guided Harry home and back to his bed before his parents awoke. The next morning, he'd awoken thinking it had all been a strange dream. Years later, Harry had learned that the beautiful light was the Queen of the Will of the Wisps. He'd never seen her again. Not many had. She was a shy elemental that only came when there was dire need. Somehow, the encounter with the Queen of the Will of Wisps meant that Harry was able to see elementals and fairies. He hadn't known what they were until he met Rose, when they were in their twenties. Percy. Yes, Nana. Really, how did you know I was going to see Harry? Percy shrugged his shoulders. I don't know. I suppose it's because you usually go see Harry when anything witchy happens. Narrowing her eyes and raising her eyebrows, Rose paused before responding. That's the only reason? Percy shrugged his shoulders and nodded his head. You sure I can't come? Just this once? Rose gave Percy one of her don't-ask-again stares. He groaned unhappily, knowing it was no use. Nana Rose wouldn't change her mind. You know what I said? You can't meet any of the fairies or elementals until it is sure that you will develop your witch powers. The fairies are a secretive lot and the elementals may have human form but they are wild nature spirits. Humans are forbidden from seeing them. I'm going to Harry's to see if the queen of the fairies knows anything about the strange weather. But, but, Percy said, unable to stop himself. Rose gave him a withering look. The words raced out of his mouth like a runaway train. Harry is human and he sees the elementals. Harry is special. His experience with the Queen of the Will of the Wisp changed him and gave him sight. Few humans have ever been given such a special gift. Percy looked at his shoes with his mouth turned down sadly and nodded his head. He hoped he would develop witchy powers like Nana Rose, but since his grandfather and father were human and his mother had never developed witch powers, it wasn't looking likely that Percy was going to be a witch. He crossed his fingers tightly underneath the table. Good. Now go upstairs, do your homework. Your mum and dad will be here to pick you up soon. Percy stood up, speaking quietly. He said, Nana. Yes, wringing his hands together. When will I know if I'm a witch or not? Rose sighed on your eighth birthday. Percy counted in his head. He had only 99 days to go. Rose continued. But as you know, it can be different for half witches. Some don't develop their powers at all and others are delayed. One more question. One more question and then homework, Rose said firmly. Percy nodded his head. How many elementals are there? You only ever talk about Agatha and her sisters. I'm not exactly sure. I've met only a few of them. The wind is Agatha and her sisters. Ethan is the sun elemental. Pip, the rain elemental. Larry the lightning elemental and then we have Jack who is frost percy giggled you mean there really is a jack frost rose smiled yes he's pretty grumpy elemental he wishes that humans didn't exist and it was still the time of dinosaurs it's sad really he's not as powerful as he once was why not rose shrugged well i'm not sure maybe it has something to do with global warming Is there a storm Elemental? Ah yes, that's Tiff. She and Geeta, who is Thunder, are very powerful Elementals. Anyone else? Asked Percy, his face flushed with excitement. There are lots more, but now it's time for your homework. Okay, Percy sighed as he slopped upstairs. So that's the end of chapter three and we will continue uh, in the next episode uh, and let's see then what happens when Rose goes to visit Harry. I hope you enjoyed that and again let me know what um, your favourite book is. See <laughs>